Yo, yo, before we pop into the next episode, let's go over a few things. The views and opinions expressed in Shop Rational are those of the host and guests and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of any sports organizations, teams, or leagues mentioned. The information provided in this podcast is for general informational purposes only and should not be considered as professional advice. I, the host and creator of Shop Rational, is not a sports expert or analyst. I'm just a passionate fan engaging in spirited discussions. Listeners are encouraged to independently verify any information provided and make their own informed decisions. Now, I strive for accuracy, but the dynamic nature of sports means that information may become outdated or subject to change. Shop Rational is meant for entertainment purposes, and any reliance on the content is at your own risk. By listening to this podcast, you agree that the host and creator is not responsible for any actions you take based on the information provided. If you have specific concerns or questions related to sports, we recommend consulting with relevant professionals or official source. Now, enjoy the podcast responsibly, keep the conversation live, respectful, and most importantly, stay rational. Yo, yo, here we are with another episode of Shop Rational. Now, I had time today, yo. I had motherfucking time today. Now, I usually don't do this. It's not how I move on the internet. I don't be getting into these activities. I don't get into the trolling. I don't get into it with the arguing with people online. It's not my thing. But today, I had time for this story. Now, Luca had a fan kicked out the game last night because this fan was doing too much. And I found myself arguing with different guys on the Bleacher Report page about this. You had guys up there saying that he make this so much amount of money and he should be able to take this. And I'm looking like, nigga, what? What? Now, I understand trash talking. It's a part of the game. It's a part of any sport, to be honest. But it is ways that you go about it. And it's just certain lines that you shouldn't cross. You had guys just saying, fuck that, play the game. Do you not niggas not have respect? Do you not know what respect is? Do you not have principles? Do you stand on anything as a man? Is money trumps everything around here? Like, dog, (laughs) what? So I got to ask, would you tolerate disrespect at your job? Luca got a fan 
in the stands saying, you a fat bitch. He been heckling him the whole first half. Constantly name calling, calling him out his name. Things that you shouldn't say to another grown ass man. After a while, you do get fed up with that shit. Just like Luca said. He already pointed out that, look, I don't look to put fans out. But this guy was just constantly being disrespectful. And he had to go. He has every right to do that. Every right, dog. You around here disrespecting the man in a way that you shouldn't disrespect the man. And then you expect not a consequence. No, you getting the fuck out the game, brody. I can't put my hands on you. I can't do nothing that'll risk me playing or my bag. So I'm going to use what I can do. Hey, security. Security. Bro in row number two right there. Get him out of here. And that was it. You niggas just want them to take everything because they make millions of dollars. Fuck that. Fuck the jersey. Fuck the money. I'm a man at the end of the day. And you not about to talk this crazy shit to me. And just think you can just get away with it. I'm going to do what I can to make sure that don't happen. And that's what Luca did. I'm sitting here arguing with airheads all day. Oh, uh, Mike would Mike wouldn't have did that. Did you ever see the Bulls in the Knicks play? Motherfucker, they didn't have social media. So you don't know what they would have said, bro. You don't fucking know. Right now we live in a time where players have much more control over their voice in their careers and they able to give you insight on a game that back then they couldn't give so of course you gonna see players talk about this bro as fans you have to draw a line bro you can't just say anything you want because you paid for a ticket that's not how this shit work have some fucking respect for a man not the fucking basketball player or the sport that's a grown man you talking to bro it's a grown-ass man you talking to. You got niggas calling Lucas off because he stood up for himself. Is you crazy? <laughs> Wait. Once again, yo, would you tolerate disrespect at your job? <laughs> I don't think most people would. You telling that man because he make $100 million, he should just forget it. Trash talking is a part of the game. I've said that. But it's just a line you just don't cross as a fan as well, bro. You got to have respect for these people. You have to understand outside of that jersey, that's a 16 grown man that will get up with you and can get up with you. You got to think about that before you get to talking shit. You in the stands calling Luca a fat bitch. You understand saying, hey, Luca, get on the fucking treadmill. Dog, this is a top-tier athlete. This is somebody who's averaging 30-some points a game, almost a triple-double. And he's playing hella minutes. And you telling him to get on the treadmill, bro? You telling somebody who's been playing basketball all their fucking life 
and it's still in a prime to get on a treadmill. That's your best trash talk, my nigga. So that wasn't the comment that got you put out. It's the consistency in what you was doing, bro. You just too disrespectful. You niggas got to stand for something, bro. Stop just letting money trump everything, bro. You niggas willing to take everything if the price right. Stop selling your fucking soul, man. You know how fuckers is crazy. It's crazy, bro. Shout out to Luca. No, get the fuck out the game, bro. Have some respect for yourself, man. You don't go out there and act like that in public, bro. Talking to another grown man like that. The fuck you thought was going to happen? He can't put his hands on you. I'm pretty sure he wanted to smash your fucking head in. But he didn't. And you got to respect that, brody. He did the next best thing. Security. And your ass was done and you're out, bro. You got all these clowns online mad at me because I'm saying, hey, Luca was right. Get his ass out the game, bro. Yeah, that nigga right, bro. You not finna disrespect me, dog. Yeah, you can talk a little shit, blase, blase, but you not finna disrespect me on top of us losing and you just constantly in my ear. Boy, I was... Come on, man. Come on, dog. And on that note, let's take another break for my blood pressure get high in this bitch. All right. Now we back. Now, if you've been watching the NBA news and what's going on, it's been a little shaken up. Specifically with the Milwaukee Bucks. Now you ask yourself, why did the Milwaukee Bucks fire a coach who's won 70% of his games? It's a head scratcher, right? But if you've been paying attention to what's going on in Milwaukee, you will see that it's been a few incidents that led to this situation. If I can remember the first one being Terry Stotts stepping down. Terry Stotts is liked amongst the players. They fuck with him. He was hired for his experience. And he an offensive guru. He was hired to help a first-year head coach get adjusted, in my opinion. So one day in practice, Adrian Griffin called a coaches-only meeting. And Terry Stotts asked for a few more minutes because he was chopping it up with Dane and Giannis. Adrian Griffin hollered at him like he was a child in front of everybody. Dog, I don't get no fuck what's going on, bro, and what you got to do. You don't holler at me as a grown-ass man, dog. You talk to me with some sense. 
that shit wasn't cool. <laughs> and it made him step down after that. You know, like, it was the first shock of the season for the Milwaukee Bucks. I ain't know why the hell he stepped down, especially from a championship contender. But yeah, he stepped out of there. They had already a bad relationship. And that incident was the last straw. And I feel him. This shit about respect, bro. Respect me, I'm getting up out of here. Oh, bro. Now the next situation, second game of the season, the Bucks got their ass whooped by the Hawks. And the Hawks did whatever they wanted to do, winning the game 127-110. Now, after the game, you had Giannis looking confused. He didn't understand what the fuck was going on. Now, while Dame was in the media chopping it up, Giannis made his way to that whiteboard. <laughs> now, the whiteboard take up nearly the whole wall. And he began writing out plays, yo. Writing out plays with one of the assistant head coaches. Now, he kept it cool. He ain't do too much. But it was strange to see him do that. And right there, it showed me that, hey, Giannis is losing a little trust in the system, yo. Now, after that, <laughs> they had an intervention with Adrian Griffin. Because the first week of the season was a mess, yo. Griffin had an aggressive style of defense, and that shit was getting shredded. They was Swiss cheese in that motherfucker. So the Bucks ended up being two and two, giving up 130 points to a bum ass Toronto Raptors team. Come on, bro. So the vets, they had enough. They linked up. Got up with Adrian Griffin, and they told his ass, hey, bro, this not working. Brooke Lopez should be somewhere else. We need to switch up this defensive scheme, or we going to keep getting shredded. <laughs> and you want to know what happened? <laughs> Brooke Lopez ended up with nine blocks that game, and the Bucks win. As a coach, yo, you got to feel some type of way that you don't see the game like the players see it. You supposed to be ahead of what they already want to do. Or what they should be doing, at least. Then getting input from your players on how to make your vision better from what I see. Now, right after that, Giannis... And Griffin get into it at the scores table. They was playing the Celtics this night. That shit didn't go well neither. Now, they made a comeback to make the score respectable. I get them that. They never led, though. And they trailed by double digits for majority of the game. 
Now, it came to a point in the third quarter. Giannis was subbed out of the game, but he didn't go to the bench. He stayed at the scores table. <laughs> then you can see clearly they went over to talk, talk to each other, and the conversation didn't go too well. Giannis was not coming out the game. That let me know that he don't fuck with him, bro. I'm not listening to you no more. You don't know what you doing. Adrian Griffin played it off as if Giannis was supposed to be out for one possession and then get back in the game. But no. <laughs> no. That wasn't the case. He wasn't looking for no breather. Giannis, at that point, started doing whatever he wanted to do because he lost faith in what Griffin was doing on the court. Now, Giannis didn't say too much after this and the right thing for him to do. So now we move on, bro. Now, (laughs) they playing the Miami Heat in November, right? Now, they locked in. They going down to the wire. Chris Middleton smoking shit. Smoking shit in them last few minutes, yo. (laughs) Now, after the game, during the press conference, Adrian Griffin said he had to play for Dame Lillard. But Giannis scratched the fucking plate. He said, no, fuck that. Give it to Chris Middleton. And what happened? The play that Giannis drew up <laughs> won the game. It was exactly how Giannis said it was going to happen, and they were going to win based off giving Chris Middleton the play instead. <laughs> now, I can understand why Adrian Griffin would give it to Dame because Dame make a lot of big shots at the end of games, bro. And you always wanted in your star player hands. So I can see that. But if Chris Middleton cooking and he's in a better position to get the game-winning basket, as a coach, I think you should be able to see that and not just pick your player because he's known for something. I think you got to make the right call in that situation. And for Giannis to scratch the play because it didn't make sense, bro. That shit is crazy as a coach. (laughs) You got to feel some type of way that this dude keep overstepping with what you doing. And he's coming out right. I can see if the nigga was wrong, but he's coming out right in most of these cases. And it's making him look bad as a coach. Once again, it's making you look like you don't know what you're doing with these caliber of players, bro, and this much experience on this team. Now, another game after that, dog, they end up playing the Bulls. Now, the Bulls shorthanded, bro. They ain't doing too good in the league at this point. So the Bucks should have smoked the Bulls. But they ended up trailing by double digits. 
Bucks came back, got a three-point lead, only to see Caruso do what he do and send it to overtime. Then the Bucks fell apart. And you want to know why? <laughs> Yannis said it was a lack of effort. Then he said we can't rely on talent every time. <laughs> and then he got into that wasn't the only problem. They was confused on what to do on the court. They didn't know what the fuck to do on defense. How do you have a head coach on the sideline and this team don't know what to do? Everybody just scrambling trying to figure out what the fuck. So now you got them looking crazy. You got these top-tier players looking crazy on defense like they don't know what they're doing. When truthfully, you just don't have a play for them to run. Truthfully, you don't know what to do in this situation because you're a first-year head coach. And from what it sounds like with Terry, it sounds like you wasn't listening to what they had to say. Which led to this situation about these players not knowing what to do on the court. They didn't know what to do as far as a foul. Dame got lost a little bit. Like, dog, they just looked ridiculous at this point. You making these niggas look bad. Now, in-season tournament, another meltdown against the Bulls again. <laughs> now, man, they just didn't know what the fuck to do with Adrian Griffin, bro. I'm not saying he's a bad head coach. I don't know if he's a good one. Because truthfully, it looked like he survived this long just based off pure talent. Because you have Damian Lillard and Giannis, and you got a group of veterans who know how to win already. Which is probably why he's won 70% of his games. I think as a first-year head coach, coming into this team, a championship-caliber team, it's kind of hard to grab that, bro. It's kind of hard to get these guys on the same page when they already know what they're doing. You got to be one of the ones to grab a nigga like Dame, grab a nigga like Giannis, and put them right here, you know? And Adrian Griffin just wasn't that, dog. You got these players don't know what they're doing. You got them saying they need to be coached better. I've never heard a player come out and say this, saying that, hey, we need to be coached better, bro. Not only do we need to execute as a team far as play, but for sure we need to be coached better. Now, Giannis was trying to get him some grace. He wasn't trying to out him too much by saying that because obviously they know how to play, bro. But he also didn't want to shit on his coach. So you got to respect him for that. But at some point, enough is enough. And I think the Bucks finally came to that decision, bro. Before they let him crash out their chances of winning the championship, you got to go. I don't care if we got to pay three coaches. You're not coaching this team anymore. Giannis 
and game mean more to the organization than you. You got to go. We need a coach to get in here with experience and know how to work with players like Dame and Giannis. Adrian Griffin, kudos to making a head coach position in the NBA. Me personally, I still think he got some time to develop. I think he need to go back to assistant level and learn the game a little bit more. I do think he get another job after this. But I do think it's more learning to do before he rolled into another head coach position. The Bucks should be number one, in my opinion. The Bucks should be number one, and I think despite what was going on, they trying their best. But I think with the incoming of Doc Rivers, we might see something better. I don't know if they get a championship still. Because Doc, he has an okay resume, but he really hasn't produced anything in the last few years, if we being honest. I think he walked into an incredible situation, though. I think he have a chance to prove that he's more than just a one-hit wonder, because he do got a ring with the Celtics. I think he walked into a situation where he can shut everybody up and win. I don't know what it is about Doc, man. I think Doc is a decent head coach. I think his record reflects that. But it's been the big moments he hasn't came through. And I think in the East, he might come through with that moment, bro. The Bucks got a squad to win. And I think with the addition of him, we might we're gonna see better play from the Bucks. No more looking lost out there. So, overall, Joe, Adrian Griffin, good luck in the future, man. And I think the Bucks are happy. I can tell after that firing, they did a little dance the next game. The energy was different. It felt like they glad his ass was out of there. It seemed like nobody on that team nor the staff fucked with him and the organization just couldn't take that. And on that note, let's get into another break. All right, now we back, yo. Now, why y'all let that man do that to my boy, yo? How y'all let that man get off like that? I don't even want to say let. He took that. He took whatever he wanted that night. Joel Embiid dropped 70 on Victor Wimbiana and the San Antonio Spurs. They beat him 133 to 123. Now, don't get it confused, man. My boy Wimby tried. I fuck with Wimby. He got a great future in the league. But that night, you played against a grown-ass man. You played against a man that's focused on really winning. He heard all that shit y'all was saying before the game. Y'all hyping shorty up like that. And B went and put a 70-piece on his little ass, man. 
70 and 18 rebounds, five assists, career highs and points and rebounds. MB was on business that night, bro. Y'all talking about a rookie was going to outshine him? Y'all saying this is who he had to worry about? Well, damn sure he ain't got to worry about him at this this point. Man, Embiid went and did what an MVP does, bro. He went and showed the fuck out. Embiid should be winning another MVP this year. Hands down, dog. 24 for 41. 21 to 23 on the free throws. <laughs> and still found a way to involve his team. I ain't going to lie, bro. If Embiid touched this playoffs playing at this level, it's going to be hard for anybody. I don't think anybody can guard Joel Embiid. You can't do nothing with him. You just got to do the best you can, brody. <laughs> Embiid can do whatever he want, bro. He could have scored 100 if he wanted to. Man, for a long time, we been wondering when we was going to see the next dominant big man. Somebody near the Shaq. Don't get it confused, man. Shaq is one of a kind. But this dude in bead is different, yo. This nigga can do everything, dog. Everything. He got a team behind him. They all fuck with him. They all running behind the story. The Sixers look like they ready to take it all, bro. And Embiid ain't for none this year, brody. <laughs> Embiid caught fire early in this one. 24 points in the first quarter? <laughs> the fuck was the Spurs doing? Did they try? <laughs> I ain't gonna say that, bro. That nigga just skilled. And you really can't stop a nigga who know how to score, bro. You can only do your best. But for sure, this 70 points was a result of the media outlets hyping up Wimby as if he was competition for Joel Embiid. Once again, man, Victor Wimby is the future of the league, bro. And he will face Joel Embiid again at a different level. But right now, as a rookie... Playing against a grown-ass man, dog. Hey, he showed you what's up. Welcome to the league. For me, that was a welcome to the league moment. Look, Embiid should win a second MVP, yo. Hands down. I don't think anybody is going to come close to that. I haven't seen anybody produce at the rate Embiid is going right now. And he don't give a fuck about scoring. He want a ring bad, bro. <laughs> He's making sure he put his team in position to win that. He not giving a fuck about scoring titles, man. Scoring records. You can tell it in his aura, bro. He's matured. <laughs> he falling under that shack tree. <laughs> and B, that nigga, bro. And B is that nigga, man. Victor, you got to get some muscle, dog. You got everything in this world in your hands, bro. 
You got everything in you to be the next superstar of the league. Except putting on weight, dog. <laughs> Get in that fucking gym. I tell you what, if Victor Wimbiana put on weight like Giannis did, oh, dog. Dog. That's going to be tough for anybody, dog. Now, like I said, man, Victor Wimbiana, he wasn't a pushover in this one. He did try. He put up 33. He put up 33 and 7. And shit. Hey, you can't ask for none better. This was a highly anticipated matchup, and he did show up. But Embiid just too much, bro. He too much for this dude. Leave, leave the hype to Victor and Chet, bro. That's that's his matchup right now. Don't ever, 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 ever hype up him and Embiid again, bro. He's not ready for what Embiid on right now. Look, man, Victor got all the talent in the world, dog. He had a great game, and once again, he had a bright future. He has a bright future. But Embiid, he focused. He's determined to win a championship. And if they make a move before the trade deadline for somebody legit like Zach Levine, oh, brother, brother. Your ass in trouble if he can find somebody to take off the scoring load. Imagine if B with just 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 bunches of energy, bro. <laughs> Imagine him coming in the fourth quarter fresh. <laughs> Come on, dog. That's tough, bro. You already got Tyrese Maxey. So imagine they add somebody like Zach Levine who can't put up 30 points. <laughs> In my opinion, man, Zach Levine should be heading to Philly if he want to win. I think Philly got a great chance of going far in the playoffs and potentially winning. I don't even think Jokic can stop him. I don't think nobody in the league can guard Joel Embiid. He's just that damn good. Man, shout out to Joel Embiid, yo. This is a rare feat. A lot of players don't get to do this. And in my opinion, yo, if he wanted to, he could have scored a hundred. Classic game. Shout out to the Sixers. And on that note, let's go into a break. All right, now we back, yo. Now, Pete, the USA men's national team released a 2024 player pool. And, yo, this list of players is crazy, man. Whatever country coming to face USA, you're going to have a long fucking night, bro. You better sleep good. You better prepare whatever you need. Whatever combination of players they put together, your ass is cooked. USA didn't come to play around this year, dog. A few notable names brought out of this player pool. Devin Booker, Jalen Brown, Jalen Bronson, Joel Embiid, Jimmy Butler, Anthony Edwards, Kevin Durant, Stephen Curry, 
LeBron James. <laughs> Dog, Tyrese Halliburton, James Harden, Man, Kawhi Leonard, Dame Lillard, Brody, Jason Tatum. That's just a name to few. It's still a lot more. But them players all together on one team, yo, good fucking night, man. Wrap this, wrap this shit up. Get them to go right now. I'm calling it in the air. And not because I'm from the USA, bro. I'm just saying, dog, these players in a prime. They in a prime, bro. They know what to do in this situation. They about to go get shit done, bro. <laughs> it's going to be tough, man. Now, a notable name that was left off the list was Draymond Green. And it's been a lot of hoopla about why he didn't make the list, but it's clear why Draymond Green didn't make the list. Draymond Green been getting into a lot of shit as of late. Suspensions, fights, you know, not too happy with his team. Had to take a step back from basketball. Almost retired. Yeah, I think the energy that Draymond was carrying at a point, it wasn't going to suit what they wanted to achieve as a team together. Now, do I think he wowed out with this roster that they putting together? I don't think he does that with LeBron James and Kevin Durant. I don't think he going to get on a national stage and embarrass us. So I do think they could have put him in rotation. But I also understand why they didn't. <laughs> they thinking Draymond could just flip at any moment. And I get it. They might not want no bad press around what they got going on as far as these games. And Draymond is a liability in that situation. But what niggas got to understand... I see a player that's just passionate about winning. He's a leader. And in a case like this, you do need somebody like Draymond Green to keep these guys together. Now, although they got a solid pool of players, but the competition in these other countries, hey, they get busy. I ain't saying it's going to be easy at all, but I'm saying shit. <laughs> It's going to be tough for him. And I'm giving the USA the gold. But Draymond Green will fit perfect with these guys. And I know he want to play with them bad, bro. This might be the last time we get to see LeBron James and KD on the Olympic team. This feel like the dream team when Mike and them got together, you know? This feel like the time when Kobe joined them and they finally got their shit together. LeBron and KD is giving that same feel. I ain't even mentioned Anthony Davis in this pool. Brody, Draymond Green should be with this team, but I also see why he's not. And I know he feel a little salty, though. I know he do. You want to play with your guys, bro. But, man, shout out to Draymond Green, yo. I hope the Warriors get their shit together because I do like seeing them in the playoffs. They is going through a lot this year. They lost their coach. They losing. They ain't got the players in the system that they need. 
Draymond going through what he going through. Clay ain't the same no more. Man, bro. This Olympic season probably would have gave him a fresh mind or a fresh understanding about what's going on and what he want to do. All I know is I understand both sides. I'm pretty sure Draymond want to play, but he also understand that, shit, he fucked it up. If we being totally honest. But also, the USA needs a leader like Draymond Green, bro. A championship pedigree. That understand the stakes of winning. And on that note, let's take it into a break. 